Yo, what is up, everybody? It is Riley's Red Zone here for episode four of the Red Zone Review Podcast. That's cool. That is really cool. Who are you? We have to pay the bills, remember? SeatGeek is not a sponsor of this. It's not a sponsor, yeah. It's not a sponsor. Hopeful, though. So, (laughs) I'm joined by another guest today. Hello. What is your name? It's, uh, Carson. Yeah, you should know him from the Grocery Games videos if you are a long-time viewer. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to have a lot of different topics we're talking about. I'm personally wearing a Cam Newton jersey. I have a Michael Vick jersey. Just because he's an Eagles fan. Very much So, you should know that about Carson. And I am excited for him to be here today. Because there, here's a little sneak peek. There's going to be two eagles on this on today's top 100. So oh, we'll see what cool. he thinks if they're it's too high, cool. too low. Quick set, uh, you know, we have the NFL 100 helmet. We got Cam. We got uh, Carson Wentz over there. And then we also have, uh, there we have the Shaquille Griffin. Mm-hmm. And then over to the right, we have the Shaquem over there. But, uh, have you seen that uh, one video of uh, in Madden where Shaquem... Yeah, it is unfortunate. He, yeah, it's a glitch. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you, Shaquem, for not literally having a hand on one of it, that, that's he pretty does, cool, though. He, ha- he does really well. So, we're going to be starting our segment today with the top 100 players, number 60 through 51. So, here's our thumbnail, and let's get right into the top 100, number and... 60 through 51. And... Oh, wait, hold on. Let's give him a clue. Number some. sixty, uh, it's a defensive player. That's it, yeah. F- from the AFC North. Okay. Let's go with that. That's pretty you much sure? it. And Marcus Peters. Nice. Number sixty for Great. the Baltimore Ravens. Good. He uh, is a playmaker on the defensive end. He had five interceptions. interceptions. Yes. Yeah, five. Very plus. good. He came up uh, pretty clutch for them. Yep. Not uh, in the playoffs, though. Not in the playoffs. No. Never in the playoffs for the Ravens. But mm-hmm. he is, I think it was a great trade for them. He is a gambler. He's going to gamble. He's going to make, you know, he's going to try to get that pick. Sometimes he might guess wrong. But I think you see how many mm-hmm. picks he gets, and he's just insane. He's a, he's a playmaker. Yeah. Basically. Playmaker on the defensive end. So, so. I think he's a yeah, he's instant just, impact. Yeah. You could debate between him and Marlon Humphrey. I will say maybe Marlon Humphrey might get more attention from D-backs, but Marcus Peters is going to be making more plays. Mm-hmm. Number 59. It's a player I've talked about recently on one of my podcasts. It's an offensive player from the NFC North. Aaron Jones. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. He's uh, he's uh, very good. He's, again, playmaker. Playmaker, but uh, he's wanting a new contract. So will he get that contract? I'm hopeful, but I don't want to pay him too much. I don't think he deserves, like, McCaffrey money. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you somewhere know, in the... You know, Dak Prescott definitely deserves that $40 million. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I think it's more... Yeah, I think if he can get somewhere in, like, the David Johnson, Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell, Todd Gurley type of range, I would pay him. Mm-hmm. But his injuries are just very substantial. He is hurt mm-hmm. a lot of the time. But, uh, I mean, he had over 1,000 yards last season, over, you know... Yep. 13 touchdowns. Right, that's very so, very good. You're taking that injury risk for yes, you a are. Um, running back. Which, or a running back. I mean, like, you you're know, taking the injury risk for Dalvin Cook, getting yards yeah. and touchdowns. Right, definitely. And so that's not good to see all of the injuries he's already had at his age. Um, yeah. But then, at 58, let's see what Carson thinks. You can probably thinks. guess it. Let's see what Carson thinks about guess. this one. He's in the thumbnail. He's an offensive player you from the probably, NFC yeah. East. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Uh, he's really good. I want to hear his take uh, on this one. I mean, I think he's I think he's good. Most people will be like, no, he's always injury prone. But I have met a top ten quarterback. Do you but, think that's fair? I think that's fair. But um, 
uh, in personal opinion, uh, not being biased, I think as an like if I was not an Eagles fan, an Eagles fan, I would still think he's good because he barely throws any intercept, like seven interceptions. He's mm-hmm. averaged for the past three seasons. Right. Again, like the like past two or like 2017, 2018 injuries. Yeah. Uh, kind of got him. But still, he's still a very good player. I mean, mm-hmm. he throws the ball accurately. has a strong arm. So his, his uh, wide receivers definitely let him down. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna ask you actually. It's it's great that they got rid of Nelson Aguilar yeah, because um, that man could not catch. I mean, yeah. did you see the Patriots game? Yeah, the Eagles Patriots. So yeah. I'm gonna just because as long as we're on the topic and he's an Eagles fan, I want to ask this: as an Eagles fan, do you think the drafting of Jalen Hurts is justifiable? I think it's, because of his injury risk. Oh, of Carson Wentz. I think it's kind of smart, but then also very bad because you show him like you yeah, don't, you're a you're, little concerned. Yeah, we're yeah. a little concerned, and mm-hmm. that might shake his confidence a little bit, you know, or that might make him a better player, and hopefully it makes him a better player. Yeah. So it might be a smart move there, but it's kind of bad because it's kind of like yeah, we're trying to force you out for right. this new young quarterback, and they yeah. just paid him. Right, exactly. You, yeah, like a year ago, year. maybe, or something. Yeah, very true. But he's still yeah. good player. Mm-hmm. Number 57, I didn't give him his own segment, because I knew we'd be talking about him. Uh, it's a defensive player from the AFC West, Chris Jones. This week, he has asked uh, for a trade, I believe, or was maybe that he just won't sign his franchise player. He won't play. Uh, he just is not going to play under that franchise take. So he wants to get paid. I mean, he he's pretty like, good. He's pretty good. I personally would maybe say he's like the second best defensive tackle, maybe. Uh, behind Aaron Donald, oh, I'd say, okay. maybe. Yeah. Around there. I mean, he had uh, nine sacks as a That's defensive pretty tackle. That's, That's pretty good. good. Um, so, yeah, he's a great still, player. Still a successful season. Should get paid. Uh, I don't think he should be overpaid, sort of. but Should be top, top money. But yeah, I don't think it should be money. close to $20 million. I don't think so. But maybe in the... You can get up there in the high teens, maybe. Mm-hmm. Worth it. Mm-hmm. Number 56, we're going to have an offensive player good. from yeah, the... Actually, he's really good. He's really good, uh, especially for fantasy. Yeah. The offensive player is from the NFC South, and that is Alvin Kamara. Now, what I like about him is that he's not only, he can not only rush the ball, yeah. but he also... Receives them. Yeah, he's very good at catching so. the ball from the University of Tennessee. Um, I mean, maybe he, he can even throw the ball, you know. You never know with that offense. Uh, he definitely had a down year last year. Yeah. It's very true. He had did a, he get injured? Uh, I believe he did, actually, for a little bit. But he only had 797 yards, five touchdowns. And they have Latavius Murray there to sort of be that backup type mm-hmm. of role. They have that prepared. So, definitely... Uh, he had a down year, but I think he's got a bounce back really well. I think well he's pretty good. I yeah, I agree. I mean, definitely for fantasy, he is probably... He's a top five probably, pick right now, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Probably a be- probably one of the best. Maybe, uh, say, Quan Barkley's probably the best running back. Yeah, it's probably him and McCaffrey are up mm-hmm. there. But um, I think that, yeah, he's definitely a great fantasy option for all you out there. Mm-hmm. 55. Also interested to see yeah. your opinion about this one. It's an offensive player from the NFC East, and once you know it's from the Eagles as well. Jason Kelsey, the uh, best center in football. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not even debatable now that Travis Frederick retired. It's straight up yeah. not debatable. This is the best center yeah, in football. Yeah, he is the best center because I, uh, you know, he's a good run blocker. Yep. Uh, he's a good pass blocker. He doesn't yep. allow many sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I think it's just. Uh, I think it's almost like that. You can't think of stuff to say about a center, but he just gets it done. 
consistently. Yeah. Nothing wrong with him. He's great at Super Bowl pep talks afterwards. Yes. So No, um, that's Chris Long. Yeah, but sorry, I was oh, thinking well when he no. put on the mask oh, for the parade, no, that was Lane I was Johnson. thinking that. Oh the Wait, shoot. Yeah. Was that him? I don't know. But Oh I no, was he was like no, he in the Super Bowl speech he had that like Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I I just thought about but um Best center in the league, uh, definitely someone people don't talk about, but he deserves recognition. Yeah. Number 54, we have an offensive player. From the uh, AFC, AFC West. West. Skill position, Keenan Allen. Mm, he's a good wide receiver. He's very good. He I think, racks uh, up yards. Yep, he should be up there. He I mean, had, he's a good deep threat. Yep, yeah. uh, close to 1,200 yards last year. Six touchdowns. Uh, I'll be interested to see whether his... Uh, like progress goes up or down uh with Rivers leaving. The, mm-hmm. Um I know that Oh, Justin Herbert came in there. Right. Herbert I think likes to chuck it deep. Uh I don't so necessarily Right, that might be good for him. I don't love Herbert's style of play, but is it um, too, is it's he, too risky in my yeah, opinion. He okay. just he makes you some games. He'll okay. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point if he plays, he will throw at least six picks in a game. Someday yeah, he might, but yeah, once. right. But one day he might throw six touchdowns. He's just very inconsistent, in my opinion. I think if he can develop, yep. If he can mm-hmm. get more consistent, Correct. I mean, like yeah, Kyler Murray, totally. he's really good yep. because right. You know, I just, I, I guess, not be too risky with the ball. Right. For me, unfortunately, uh, I think right now he more compares to a. Mitchell Trubisky, a Blaine Gabbert, that Ooh, type of player, yes. which are, those are not good. I think he's that prototypical size player. I think he still could be, like, maybe... If he develops, like, he could be pretty good. Yeah, like a Patrick, Holm, Patrick Mahomes-esque. Esque. Not, yeah, notice the esque. Not quite, but somewhere. Not, yeah, he's... Because nobody... Because I think yeah. he's the best quarterback in the league. Right. Um, no, sorry, Dakota Prescott actually is. But Yeah, but Keenan Allen is, I think, also underrated. So, um... At 53, we're going to have a defensive player in the secondary. In, in the, the AFC East. AFC East. One of the weakest divisions. Actually, no. Well, NFC East is the weakest. Yeah. But uh, uh, Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty. He's, uh, a, he's a good... Yeah, he plays a good a, he's played a lot of years. He's a good DB. Good DB. Out of five Rutgers. picks last year. Correct. Yeah. Probably the best Rutgers that's ever been. Mm-hmm. But uh, five picks last year. Space, you know, makes plays. That's pretty again. good as a safety... That's gets turnovers. Easy. Gets turnovers, which is what you need. I think he'll sort of be a captain for that defense, mm-hmm. especially with all the mentors, you know, Brady and I mean, Gronk and all those all people leaving. Yeah. Totally. So I think that he's sort of, it's underrated. Mm-hmm. 52, this is a player that I'd say is almost well, the opposite. I think, I think he's probably one of the best. He uh, is. I do DBs think he's. Yeah, but he's definitely, I think, gotten a lot of buzz. And I don't know if all of it's deserved, but I think once they made the trade. This next player, who's a DB in the AFC North, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he's good. I do too. He's, I think he just needed player. he needed to get out of the situation in Miami. In Miami, yeah. And I think they weren't using him correctly. Mm-hmm. I think he's in, he's I a mean, ball hawk, in my opinion. Because yeah. I mean, in um, Pittsburgh, I think for two or three straight games, he got an interception. For sure, yeah. He had five in total last year, and I I don't even know if he got one for the Dolphins, maybe one or two. But yeah, he was a playmaker, and honestly, mm-hmm. nearly got them to the playoffs. They were one mm-hmm. game short. If it was the new format, they would have gotten in with seven teams. So yeah. um, definitely a playmaker. I mean, if Big Ben didn't get injured. Right, then, Big Ben did. They, they did that, yeah. They did that without Roethlisberger, which is crazy. But yeah, so I think he definitely revolutionized their defense. Him and TJ Watt, those are pretty scary right there. So they're going to be really good. That's a good defense. 
And definitely, you could pick that up in the uh, for, fa- for fantasy. fantasy. That's probably one of the best defenses. Probably with TJ and Minka. Yeah. Uh huh. Totally. And I think do they still have Joe Hayden. Uh, yes, they do. They mm-hmm. do on the back end. Um, and then so fifty-one is another player from the AFC North, but it's an offensive player on the offensive line. It's Ronnie Stanley. So uh, I don't know much about him. You don't know much about him. I'm a Notre Dame fan, which this is not biased of Notre Dame. He was one of the top tackles last season on a great offense, which is the Ravens. And yeah, I think he he's really developing. He was the top ten pick, but he's he's a getting years it done. Ago or? Yeah, a couple of years ago, I think 2018. No, yeah, it might have been 2017. I think actually, maybe. but uh, I think he's he's really developing quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the loss of Marshall Yanda, um, I think that he'll still make up for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's really good on the offensive line. So that's going to do it for our top 100 segment. For right now. For right now. This one's going to be a bit more open if you want to give some more input. Yeah. Cameron Newton has signed with the New England Patriots. I feel like that's a big acquisition. Big acquisition. It, it, um, sure. it opens up the offense because with Tom Brady, you couldn't really Right, there's scramble. no running. Totally. He's I just a agree. pocket passer. Yep. And I think he's a good player. Yep. If, I, when he's when he's not hurt. That's a very good point. I mean, in my yeah, sort of what I think is it's a low risk, high reward signing. Uh, what I have written down too is he's not even guaranteed a roster spot. If the, if the Patriots bring him in and his shoulders somehow just so yeah, but like, up, who else? I mean, like. I mean, I think he is the best quarterback. But if his shoulder like, is so bad he can't even throw a football, they can just get rid of him and he's. Mm-hmm. Fine, but then at the same time, they might have a Super Bowl MVP type of quarterback there. I mean, I can definitely say his throwing mechanics have definitely changed. He now tends to throw more with his upper body and his shoulders, which is where he's been hurt, instead of using his legs because he was hurt last year. You know, when you're trying to throw, you should mm-hmm. step into it mm-hmm. type of thing. He, he hasn't been doing that. He hasn't much. been doing it. He's throwing it like almost tilted, first of all, and then he's like... So a lot of overthrows. A lot of overthrows because, or underthrows you know, because, because like relying when all you're, on the when shoulder. When you're trying to, you know, right. I play baseball and everything. Right, and exactly. I have to throw a lot. You want to put your, you want to lead with your, sh- right. like your completely. side, completely your side, and and yep. like use your feet to drive the ball. Exactly. He but if is, he's tilting up his shoulders, that's going to cause a lot of overthrows. Yep, and into he, yep, he's arms relying. As, you know, He's, he's relying on the arm. He's, yeah, you know, he's going to throw it over wide receivers into safeties, cornerbacks. Right. He, he, um, he is not only, right, you're, you're going to overthrow it or you're mm-hmm. going to underthrow it because you can't really pinpoint it. He's just like, chucking you know, it up. Or almost. you're going to throw it yep. behind. Exactly. It's and then just it's not... right to a cornerback. Yep, exactly. Know, it's just... Underthrowing it to a linebacker, overthrow, safety. I will so. say, if there's any spot that can capitalize on its talent, it's New England. But honestly... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that that place is good because uh, I mean he developed. I mean Tom Brady, right. sixth round pick, right? Developed, yeah. but he needs to have the uh, work ethic. Definitely, too. and I think you, you gotta see how his shoulders doing. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, I'm looking as as it seems the NFL first of all cut it down to two preseason games. Now might even be trying to cut it down to zero. I think that not that being able to see him that might not be good for his development. I think the Patriots need I mean, to he's see still 31. Because if you're going into Week One not knowing what Cam's shoulders like, because you haven't seen him, honestly, I think they go in with Stidham or Hoyer. If they mm-hmm. don't get any practice or any anything, that's what would happen. But that's gonna be. This I mean, week. that would be kind of a bad move. Yeah. I hope that Cam Newton's shoulder's okay. Yep, definitely. But, like, if it's not okay, 
the Patriots might not be in the playoffs. Right, they definitely because might not be. I mean that's gonna be the first time since Brady right. got hurt. Yeah, like um, you know I mean, Brian. They... If you really put it, Brian <laughs> Hoyer, <laughs> Ryan like Jarrett Stidham. Right, I, don't not know. Good. I mean they could. Prove they did it off. with Matt Castle, but I think that team was so good. You know, like the previous year they were went. I think they were sixteen. Undefeated. No. Yeah, sixteen at all. Well, so eighteen and one. Yeah, so yeah. like the greatest support. I mean, they had Randy did. Moss, right, Wes exactly. Walker. Totally. They had great offensive line. Exactly. Now it's kind of diminished. Right. I mean, Tom bit. Brady. I mean, his wide receivers from twenty eighteen. They were still kind of right. Not. I mean, they weren't really that good. Right. So he kind of led that team. Yeah. Totally. So, the next is going to be our biggest segment of the day. Which is, we're going to be predicting some college football. Obviously hey. hoping college football wow. happens. I mean, uh, it probably will. Will. And so, I'm hoping to at least cover six conferences. But today, we're going to be covering probably the lowest of them all. But the American Athletic Conference. A.K.A. the AAC. The American. Honestly, uh, this is probably one of the best. This is probably the best group five. Yep, it, I would say, I almost like... It's the best group of five, no doubt. But then you've almost got your real like, quick. We should rank the uh, the be- worst to best. Uh, uh, what's it called? The the top five. Oh yeah, the the, the conferences. The, yeah, yeah. If we want to, I mean, we could. I mean, sure. I mean, like the Let's big, just jump the big, on. Yeah. Big so that's where I almost think that you can consider the American I a think, group of six. I think. Yeah, sorry, I think the it, power six. Yeah, the power six. I think. Yeah, I mean, the AAC has some very good. Yep, I think you look at UCF. Memphis, I mean, Cincy, I mean, and SMU, I think they all compete. They're I mean, better than Rutgers. Let's get that I out mean, of the way. They're better than Rutgers. Them, okay, so I think the two worst conferences, Yeah. it might... Oh, shoot. Who are the... So it's Big Ten. It's so it's Big, Big Ten, Ten, Big S- 12. Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, ACC, ACC and Pac-12. Pac-12, okay. I think... Well, comparing them to Pac-12 and ACC... I think Pac-12 is not necessarily very top-heavy. They don't have many top teams, I mean, but they, they're very consistent. Yeah. So I would say their the worst middle. is probably Oregon State. I mean, yeah. and they're not always that bad. Mm-hmm. ACC's. I would, I would very, say the worst conference has to be the ACC. I would say so. It's a very top because heavy. If, You've got Clemson, and then sometimes Miami or Florida State, and then besides that, it's like nothing. Yeah. Um. And then I'd say the third worst is probably Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, because like if you think about Kansas it, is awful. I mean, they're never good. I mean, look at it. I mean, if you think about it, they're every single one of their defenses is right garbage. Yep, like if, terrible. You, you literally have to be a mediocre defensive player to be good in the totally. Big 12. Definitely, and then SEC probably is the best. Honestly, yeah, I would say that. And um, then Big Ten, and then Big Ten, I think they are pretty consistent, except for Rutgers. Rutgers Illinois mm-hmm. is not very good, in my opinion. But besides that, I'd say they're pretty strong. Yeah, That's I would 10 say. Teams. I mean, well, twelve that are yeah. decent. So, and then Purdue is like okay, I guess. I mean, they same can, with Indiana. Yeah, it's like those they can sometimes like, explode, but right. I would say, I would say nine teams are usually really consistent for sure. Now, today we're going to predict the American, and here's American, what I'm going to note: the American, the American conference. conference. So you've got your top teams. You've got UCF. You've got Memphis. You've got Cincy. And you've got SMU. You see, we have them ranked. Here's a quick note. When I started doing these, I started on just paper, right? And what I sort of did was I predicted how many games I thought they'd for sure win. And then what I did is I sort of, give or take, I'd Mm -hmm. assume, okay, they're going to win one game they're supposed to lose, Mm -hmm. and then they might lose a game they're supposed to win. So I add one um, game Mm -hmm. to there, or sometimes the same if I am a little... 
said. But then I started going through, and I don't think it'd be very fun. The way I have my key is there's it's green for W's, red for L, and then there, every once in a while you'll see a little dash, dash for tie for or white, or, and you'll, I'll tell you what that sort of means. It might but, be like it's too close to call. Right, and at the beginning, or almost like, let's say two games have a dash, that means I think they win one of them, but I'm not going to say which one it is. And at the beginning, I had too many dashes, and I thought that just wouldn't be a fun video, so I'm going to make it a little bit bolder. Sure, if I have one team predicted three and nine, they surely could go four and eight, mm -hmm. but I don't think they're going to go they five could. or seven or above, or, uh, yeah. you know, but so with that being said, we're going to go alphabetically. So starting with, with Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They are a good team. I mean, last year, I think they lost to, I think Memphis mm -hmm. is probably second yeah. best. They were very good. They, they did good. Um, lose their running back, I believe, but they're very good. Who did they play? Did they, make, they made it to a... Yeah, they mm -hmm. made it to a pretty good bowl game. So basically, their quarterback is Desmond Ritter. He's okay. I mean, he's not great, but he's mm -hmm. there. He's not terrible. Yeah. But looking at their schedule, okay, so I did put a little bit of consideration into the homer I mean, away, yeah. but that might not be a thing if I mean you know, Nebraska. If everybody's out. I think Nebraska's kind of an overrated. They team. are definitely, but I do like think a, that a, like Adrian Martinez. Is I think not, he's yeah, a. He's I think a he's a dart. I mean, people are saying that he could be a Heisman. They've been saying that for two years though. But I don't think people he's said that, that about good. him as a freshman. But I don't think I, he's that good. Right. I put him in my top twenty-five, but that was a struggle. I nearly didn't. So I put them as an elder because he, it's on the yeah. road against a big-time team. But I agree, Nebraska is very overrated. And like. I think he can. I think he's only a running. I mean, yeah, he's he might. Very, he might. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But so you're starting. Austin PA is an easy dub. Mm -hmm. Western Michigan Michigan's. actually is okay as a Group of Five team, but I think that since he gets it done, yeah. easy win over mm -hmm. Miami Ohio. So I'm well, calling it an L over Nebraska. But like but you said, that could be close. Could I had to count him as an L because I don't think that. Well, I mean, those Nebraska fans though, they come out for their team. right. So, so I don't think eleven and be, one. Like if they play yeah. there, it's going to be loud. Definitely, if they do ten uh, and two or eleven and one. Right. That's because, where. Yeah. Right, because I was definitely thinking that um, if I gave him eleven and one, I didn't think that was necessarily mm -hmm. possible because they'll lose one of these games. Yeah. But USF is not that good this year. Yeah. Tulsa's so, not that good. SMU's, SMU. SMU's a tough I game in Memphis. SMU, I think they could swing from like bad, so three and nine, yep, four and seven, to With Shane maybe Buchel. even ten and two, eleven and one. Yep, T Shane Buchel. You'll see what happened later, but um, definitely, I like Shane Buchel a lot because um, they have a, I mean, they have a pretty good team. Yep, and then Houston, I think, is going to be a mid-range team. It's going to be a tough team. game. It's going to be tough, but I think uh, they I can think do they it. Can still East play. Carolina's an easy yeah. win. UCF is, is probably going to be their toughest. Yeah, probably their toughest. Yeah, probably. And then Temple, easy you win. never know if it's the final week, but I think it's an easy win. So I have the Bearcats going ten and two, which is tied for first in this conference. Yes. Then, at number two, we we're going to cover East Carolina. Carolina, three and nine. Three and nine. E. I do not think they're very good. Yeah. Um, basically, I mean they they have a medium record. It's not like yep. too tough, but they could yeah, probably s maybe if they play like well, like five and seven. But I'm going to yeah. say this: nobody remembers this, but. Three years ago, Gardner Minshew was at East Carolina. That's true. That's crazy. He, I remember I was going to make a video like this like two years ago predicting Gardner Minshew, and I realized, oh, shoot, he's not there anymore. He was going to go to Bama, and then obviously he went to Washington State. But that's crazy to think. He was there. They have not been good since Zay Jones was at East Carolina. He was a beast in college. 
But look, he was a wide receiver. Okay. Um, but he he has not done anything in the NFL. But mm-hmm. East Carolina, just they never are good at home field. This yeah. is one of the worst teams in the conference, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So let's break down their schedule. So Marshall, Marshall probably. I mean, they no. could win, but I think they're a pretty good Group of Five team. Mm-hmm. And honestly, East Carolina, like it, like I'm sort of saying, the Americans better than the MAC. Yes. But I could see East Carolina because they're just so bad in this mm-hmm. conference, losing. Which is also, I'm going to note, there's no divisions in the American Conference because UConn. They probably just take the top two teams. Yeah, right, because UConn left. Um, yeah, they so they football. don't have any divisions. So they don't have any divisions until they add teams. Uh, South Carolina. That's an L for sure. Probably an easy SEC, yeah, L. That's a, yeah. Okay, Norfolk State, if you lose, I'm like, very even, sorry. You should be out of FBS football. Do not lose like, that game. Even if they play Vanderbilt. Right, like, they're one of the lose. worst teams right. in the SEC. They're, 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 they're getting losing. killed. Uh, then UCF is the best, one of the best teams in this conference. Yeah. So that's UCF. An L. Oh, Georgia yeah. State actually is going to be a very close they game. They could win that. They one. could win the one though. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. But US then, so this is where the first dash say, comes in. Okay, I would say they beat UCF and then lose to Tulsa. Uh, USF. Yeah. Yeah. USF. So that's where I have the dashes. That means I think that they will win one of those two games, either between USF and Tulsa. They will win it because I believe this this conference is very grouped. You've got your top two teams are very grouped, and then your next two teams are very grouped. Then you have your mid-range bowl teams, and then your bottom-of-the-barrel teams are all in groups. So I believe that USF, Tulsa, and East Carolina are all very close in groups. Mm-hmm. So that's why, and they're and I was going to say, oh, if one's at home and one's on the road, I'll give a win L. But they're both on the road, so I gave them a split, so they'll win one of those games and lose it. So that's a mm-hmm. third win. And then they lose the rest of the way. Navy, not great, but they're better than ECU. Yeah. Uh, Tulane might be a bowl eligible team, better yeah. than ECU. Cincinnati's one Cincinnati's of the best teams. Really Temple good. on the road's gonna be tough, and then SMU's one SMU, of they could win that right, one, they could win. but, like, yeah, I think you know, SMU lose. could swing 10-2, yeah. 11-1 down to... Yeah, to so, definitely. So I have them going 3-9. and nine. Um, So not very good at all. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Houston Cougars. This I'll, is one of like, them. Like you said, they are a group team. They're probably in that medium. Yep, I think the loss range. of De'Aaron King is huge. You know, they had him two years mm-hmm. ago. He threw 36 touchdowns and only had six picks. And that was yeah. huge for them. And then they obviously, they went the rest of the year without him last year. But that was a big L. And um, overall, like I said when I was originally doing this, I gave him an extra win. So that made it six wins. Um, so they'd be bowl eligible. But then re-going over this, this is what happened. Rice should be an easy win. Washington State should be a big L. Mm-hmm. Memphis, I think, is also Oh, L. yeah, that's a huge L. Huge North L. Texas. North Texas should be a win. If you them, lose them, they're a Conference USA team. They should win. This is where... Tulane? I think that Houston, Navy, and Tulane are all very close. Uh, so I think Wait, that... Wait, is Navy in the a, a, No, yeah, they're, they're in, in the, the American here. Um, so you could definitely see it where um, mm-hmm. Navy wins because they're at home. I do think, though, Houston's better than Navy, but the road yeah. wins. But so I think they win one of them. So we count that as a win on one of them. Mm-hmm. I think BYU's going to be a great game. Yeah. I think that's going to be a really close one, but I have them losing to BYU yeah, on the road. Sense. But that's very close. Yeah. Navy, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, could, is win, that, could but, win, but mm-hmm. might be on the road. Yeah. UCF and Cincinnati, those are the two best teams in the conference. That's two L's. USF, I think they can pull the win over them. Mm -hmm. And then SMU, SMU. think once again the L. 
there. Uh, and then Tulsa yeah. is a win. I think they're in the bottom three, Tulsa is. Mm-hmm. So Houston goes 5-7, and seven, which is tied for 7th out of uh, 11. I mean, they could make a bowl game. But... Could. Very well could. Mm-hmm. But I think the they have a decent receiver. Yeah. But um, their quarterback is just not good because they lost to Eric King. So next we are going to have the Memphis Tigers, Tigers yes. one of the best teams. Probably, yeah. Honestly, of, I think that UCF and like Memphis, Memphis and, and Cincinnati, Cincinnati should move up. Yep, I to, think they're very. I think Memphis is a great like Big Twelve candidate, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um, same with SMU. Uh, and UCF then would UCF have to go will south, go ACC probably. Um, but Memphis is very good. I like the yeah. quarterback. They've had really consistent quarterbacks the past few years. Mm-hmm. They had, um, they had, uh, it was Paxton Lynch, mm-hmm. and then I mean, they had yeah, Riley I mean, Ferguson, yeah. and then now they have uh, Brady White, who is very good. I had him in my top 20 awesome. of my college football. Really quick, i got to plug okay, this. Yeah. Top 25 college football quarterbacks, which if you haven't watched, you should already you know, you should watch that. Honestly, Paxton Lynch didn't really get a shot in the NFL. Totally, I agree. But I so that shows though. I think Memphis mm-hmm. produces good quarterbacks. But looking at their schedule here, uh, Arkansas State should be a win. Yes. Similar, like with the Nebraska game, I Purdue. think that there's a chance Memphis is better. I mean, than Big Purdue. Ten, Big Ten has some very good crowds, even for that's what I'm well, saying. Rutgers, not really, not, but, not really, but, but um, but like, that's what I'm sort of saying. But if it's I think a big that, game, they will come out. Right. That's where there's a good chance that Memphis is better than uh, Purdue, not just record wise, but overall as a team. But yeah. I think the the road factor is going to be tough. is going to be the L. I think that yeah. and it's very rare where a group of five team beats a. Uh, uh, big Ten, you know, a yeah, power, power five, five school, yeah. uh, and sometimes it happens. But I think that's when you like well, when UCF yeah. plays Georgia Tech. They're the, like some of the worst in the uh, ACC. Yeah, then that type I of would thing. Have, or Oregon State but, has lost before. But then again, UCF, Memphis, Cincinnati. Right, they're the top the, teams. They're the yeah, only ones. That they should, should be probably there. move up. Into yeah, the they power should five. be. But then, so I have them going on a win streak here with Houston, and then they have an out-of-conference game against Texas San Antonio, so that's a win. I have them beating SMU in this case, but then I have them losing to UCF. Because, obviously, UCF, UCF is one of the yeah. best colleges uh, in this Temple, conference. Temple, Temple, that should be a pretty easy Yep, win. since he's an L. Yeah. And then I have them carrying it out. Who even is Tennessee Martin? Just get the win. That's if they true. lose, that's bad. Then, the re- yeah, so I think I the rest know. of the way they can just take it And then it's just a win every, every yeah. Like I said, I think the biggest sneaky games in college football every year are those Week 12 rivalry games at the end of the year that when the the worst team is at home, there's a chance yeah, that they can yeah. pull the upset. That happens a lot of times, I feel like, because mm-hmm. then there's that motivation. Oh, I'm going to knock them out of the conference championship game. Oh, I'm going to knock them out of a bowl game type of yeah. things. Knock them out of a good bowl game. Right, you know, exactly. Them down to, yeah. Yeah, so I the think... The Birmingham Bowl. Yeah, that type of thing. So Memphis, 9-3, very good. Then you have Navy, who... Their offense, by the way, they just don't pass. They're yeah. very... You know, they're that option, Georgia Tech type of style. Mm-hmm. Triple option. Yep, triple know. option. They were supposed to start in Dublin, Ireland. Against, against Notre Dame. Ooh. They're going to lose no matter what. And I'm a yeah, Notre Dame fan, but they're yeah, going to lose. That's Notre Take Dame. Take the L. Which I will say, though, Navy is probably the most underrated school against Notre Dame. Notre Dame plays them hard. Sorry, Navy plays them hard. And sometimes it's very close to losing. They're very sneaky against Notre Dame. But I think that Notre Dame gets to win. And then this is probably the most difficult one, Louisiana. Louisiana. They're in in the Sun Belt. They're in the worst conference. But they're probably the best. With the UG of Pines. Yeah, they're probably the top two 
uh, Sun Belt in teams. That, I think in that, um, yeah. the sources. I think they could very well at least get mm-hmm. ten wins. So I had them losing. It's very close though. That's a very close game. They could definitely win that. Uh, I have them splitting Tulane and Air Force. And those are not in the same conference, but Air Force is up there. Mountain West, right? Yeah. Mountain West, but I think that Navy's the bigger school, even though Navy Air Force will probably have a better record. So that's a close one, and same Tulane, same tier-ish. Mm-hmm. Temple, though, that's a win. East Carolina's an easy win. And then they Houston split it with Houston, too. Be uh, I say that they for sure win one, maybe they could win two of those three mm-hmm. games. Then we have SMU L. That's an L. Tulsa's a win. Mm -hmm. Memphis is a loss. And then they beat South Florida. And then Army's going to be not as close this year. It has been. But Army lost their quarterback. And uh, uh, I think that... To the Army. Yeah, but technically. um, Technically, yeah. But yeah, so I think that uh, overall that they beat Army. But Mm -hmm. it might be very close. It's always close every year. That's one of the best games of the season. I mean... This, I mean, it is the end of like rivalry week. So, right, yeah. exactly. Then we have SMU. Like I said, here's the underrated. You know, I have them. Could, yeah, could be a 10 or 11, but I have them beating Texas State, Stephen F. Austin, and North mm-hmm. Texas. That's a very easy out-of-conference schedule. Very easy. Yeah. So that, those should all be wins. TCU, TCU is, is a the, tough one. Yeah, big, they're in the Big Twelve. Big 12. So I think they get. So their defense. I mean, they SMU. Yeah. They, they, they could really definitely. They could definitely fire them up. You know, with the uh, Shane Buchel. I think that could definitely. You're right. Be a very underrated game. Mm-hmm. But I think they lose to Memphis. They yeah. beat Tulane. Cincinnati then they lose to Cincy. Yeah. And then they go the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Those are all teams yeah. that will be six wins or less. So they. Mm-hmm. Carry so out. That's an easy, they run yeah. the table. They win good, the rest yeah. of the game. So, like I said, Shane Buchel, although he wasn't on my top 25 list, I'm growing on him. Maybe he should be now. But mm-hmm. um, he definitely is a very good quarterback. Yeah. Then we have Temple. Probably. Every single year, yeah. they're just average. Yeah. At the most, they're always between four and maybe seven wins every year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I have them going five and seven. But once again, it's one of those teams. Maybe they go six and six and get mm-hmm. a bowl game. They start off against Miami. That's an L. That's a pretty pretty tough big game. L. That's, that's a, a big L. school yeah. on the road. That's an L. I mean Miami is they're coming back now. Right with Derek King, I think they're going to be really good this season. Then I have Idaho. They're not even an FBS anymore. No, get out of FCS, here. FCS, yeah. But then Rutgers. Wait, what do you feel oh. like? I think they beat Rutgers. That's an easy win. I think they beat Rutgers. They that's can, just sad. The Big Ten can, needs to kick Rutgers out of there easily. any moment. Well, they no basketball. Yeah, yeah, but still, kick them out. I don't. I care. mean, they can. Kick I don't out, care. They can. They can kick out the football team. Yeah, kick out the football team. Go get somebody else in. Well, there. they did play in the. Bring um, in Iowa State. Bring in North. Not North Dakota. Bring in Notre Dame. Bring in somebody. Think, get uh, Rutgers yeah, because, out. Of uh, okay. Get them I think, out. Okay, kick I, them out. I think Notre Dame should be in the Big Ten. Kick them out. Yes, they but should be in the Big Ten. I think the problem with them though is honestly uh, whether they're willing. Cause I don't, but at the same time, if they're willing to go in basketball, hockey, all the other sports, I mean, no, but they're they? um, they. I they're, think ACC. Yeah, they're ACC in basketball, basketball, but then they're Big Ten in hockey. Key. So, so I don't know why have, they should. Well, be no, no, they can keep. So they, I think, you can probably just keep the basketball ACC because uh, Big yep. Ten. I would be. Surprised I mean, well, no. That's they, why I think Notre Dame's more likely to join the ACC because they have currently play a lot more ACC teams mm-hmm. than they do um, Big Ten seed. So but still, I mean, still, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, so I have Temple getting the upset. Technically, I mean, bigger school, but not not good. really. They're still really yeah. bad. Yeah. So. Um, and then they lose to Navy on the road, yeah. but then they beat UMass. Well, who UMass, some magazines I, have as yeah. the worst team in the FBS. I think so. they are because. 
Yeah. They're just, yeah. They're just bad. I watched, so I've been to two Notre Dame games in my life, and I went to them playing BYU in 2012, and they won, like, 17-7, I believe. But then I watched them play t- uh, UMass. Beat them 63-28. to Oh, Had the backup quarterback get in there. I think then, they, so then they have the third string in there? Yeah, they might have even at the time. It was Brandon Wimbush who ended up being at UCF, but um, he started as, like, a second or third string. But... USF get the win. And then you have a big stretch. Of just For L's. sure, three out of four will be L's. Tulane could be close, but Memphis, I think, I SMU, think they, and UCF I think they L's. could win against Tulane. They could, but those three are L's. Then East Carolina's a dub, and then we have Cincy. I mean, they have to play... L. They have to play four out of the four best teams in that conference. Right. Exactly. That's a really tough stretch to end the season. Then... We have the Tulane Green Wave. They, uh... Exactly. They're just average. They're average. Uh, so they beat Southeastern Louisiana. Please, mm-hmm. please beat them. I That'd mean, be funny if they, they don't. Exactly. Then Northwestern, I think they lose. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, Northwestern isn't really as They're good. not great, but well, I think... they only won the uh, Big Ten West because they won, you know... Yeah, that one time, yeah. Because, you know, Wisconsin was... And they had Clayton Thorpe. Seven and six... Minnesota was seven and six. Yep. So yeah, yeah. they uh, so they're they, not and then great. They got wrecked by but I think on the road they lose, mm-hmm. and then they also have to play Mississippi State. Way to go, Tulane for scheduling tough opponents. Except that's gonna backfire because you're gonna lose to both of them. Mm-hmm. So take that. But <laughs> just kidding. I, mean, I like Tulane. They're actually cool colors and stuff like that. But Navy and Houston. I think they split yeah, them. I think one of those games. They'll mm-hmm. win and one of them. I think they lose. could beat maybe both of them. Mm-hmm, if they, they could. They get on fire. Uh, Tulane is a very hot streak type of team. If they mm-hmm. get on fire, they're going to keep going. But then they have to play SMU, SMU and UCF. That's back-to-back back weeks. But then, I'm going four straight. They have to play some of the easiest four teams. Four straight because no, no, they got it. And Temple, then, East Carolina, yeah. Army, Tulsa. And then they have to play Dutch. some of the worst teams in the conference. Yep, and then you have yeah. Memphis. So I think they could get six, maybe even seven wins. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have for Tulane. Next, we have Tulsa. And it's Get that just, out of here. Yeah, it's just loss after loss. I mean, they have a couple of wins. This is how sad it is. I have them splitting games between a MAC team and a Sunbelt team. I don't even know if they'll beat them. That's how sad it is. Yeah, so they I might go... I have them splitting uh, between Toledo and Arkansas State. Uh, that's that's not, good. not good. Not good. And they're definitely going to lose to Oklahoma State. And they'll definitely the beat Northwestern State. Not just, Northwestern, but Northwestern State. Just get That's, that off get the screen. That. Yep. Just get it off. Yep. Well, just we'll throw it in going. the garbage. Okay, but then they lose to those two, and then they yeah. beat UC- USF and East Carolina. I think those but could those be, are close. Those yeah, could those be else. Close, yeah. Yep. And then uh, definitely lose in the last one. Oh, yeah. But unless there's an upset game. Mm-hmm. Uh, final two. UCF. Yes. Dylan okay. Gabriel. One of the is, probably a good draft prospect. Yeah, probably he's going to be a f- sophomore, which obviously sad what happened to Mackenzie Milton. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he might be able to play. I don't know what his leg situation is, but he would have been a top. Did prospect. he get injured uh, last year? Two years ago. Two years. Yeah, it was terrible. He like nearly had to cut his Ooh. leg, I think. But anyways, North Carolina. I think they. That's close. They could. They are they prob- could. I mean, they're one of. I mean, they're one of the probably worst in the ACC. Definitely, I do think their quarterback though very good. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Sam. Used to be Sam Howell, which maybe I should have rated higher. I ranked him at eleven, and people were not happy in the comments. But yeah. you know, what? I think that I and need then you to got see Florida it again. Independent University, International, International University. 
But then, so yeah, I've got them on a hot streak here, out of conference. Like I said, if there's one team, you know, they schedule the Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech is the worst team in the ACC. And they definitely so they can, win that, they yeah. could win that. Yeah, definitely. I think they do. But then East Carolina, Tulsa, and I have them beating Memphis, but that's a close game. Those games are always mm-hmm. close between those two. And then Tulane, Houston, Florida A. I think they Temple. could win against Cincinnati. They could. The devil, which actually, I think I had them beating Cincinnati in the Cincinnati slide, but I just had to find another L for them because I think they don't get a lot. I think they go ten and two. But I would I say they really could. I would L. say they would lose to Memphis. Maybe, yeah, that's very realistic. I could see that happening for sure. Um, so then we've got uh, we them got being first. Yes. USF, which for a few years was my one of my favorite teams, uh, but that was when they had Quentin Flowers, uh, which you probably never heard of. But he basically was a player that I really liked in college. But then he he had to switch to running back to even have a chance in the NFL, and now I think he's free agent. So that didn't now, work out. But I think so that was when they out. hired Charlie Strong from Texas, and yet they've just fallen off. They've not mm-hmm. been the same since. At that point, they had a great quarterback, a great running back, a few good receivers. They had a defensive tackle who uh, I think, no, went to, uh, well, they had one go to the Eagles, Bruce Hector, and then they had one go to the Falcons, Deidre and Snap. But, yeah, so I like US, USF, but they've not been the same for a few years, and definitely I wanted to give more wins, but I seriously couldn't. I don't think they'll be good for a They're not rather going to long be. time. Nope. Um, and I think that Charlie Strong is a coach that is good for win now. I remember two years, three years ago at the time, they competed with UCF in that final game. They only lost by six. The final score was like 48-42. to They -hmm. nearly won the game. But that was one of the greatest games to watch that season, the war on I-4. But they have fallen off. You're losing to Texas. You're losing to Texas. They're beating Bethune-Cookman. But then I have them splitting, once again, out-of-conference games. They could win both of them, which then I get them to four or five wins. Honestly, I think Texas... I think they're going to be a mediocre team. Yeah, they're they're overrated, but Nevada, FAU, they could win very easily, mm-hmm. but at the same time, those are good uh, group of five teams. Then mm-hmm. they'll definitely lose to East Carolina, yeah. Yeah. but then they'll you mean uh, win. Sorry, uh, win against East Carolina, Carolina lose to Cincinnati, yeah. uh, and then you have a loss to Temple, Tulsa, Memphis, Houston, Navy, and UCF. Just not good. But they could I like win. This team. I mean... Like like you said, in those rivalry weeks, they might definitely. Not, they, they they definitely could. could play them hard. Definitely. They definitely could. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna do it for you SF. So I didn't do like a prediction, but so then this case it would be Cincinnati versus UCF for the championship. I think UCF wins it. What do you think? Who do you think is the best team in this yeah, conference? Yeah, UCF is I uh, easily the best. Mm-hmm. Then, so yeah. Yeah. So to conclude, it would be Cincy versus UCF and I think UCF wins. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about, we can talk again, you know, I think it was cool to see, like you said, uh, definitely there's a lot of candidates in this conference for uh, joining a different conference. Uh, yeah. You could, I definitely could see Memphis going to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. I could see the SMU, the maybe SMU Big 12, maybe, because yeah. uh, they need two maybe. more teams to even have 12. They only have 10 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got, I think UCF would have to go to the ACC or SEC, or SEC which I, neither of those I don't think will be open. And then... Um, you could see. I mean, Cincinnati, Cincinnati might go to the Big Ten. Could maybe because they're in that they're in the Midwest mid- in area. Midwest, something I mean, like that. I don't yeah. think I Ohio's in the Midwest area because it's a little really, farther. Right, it's a little east, more east. Yeah, it's like the Midwest East. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think it, you could go with them, Penn State, Ohio State. You know that mm-hmm. type of thing. I think that'd be a good. Uh, would I be, mean, rivalry, Cincinnati, decent. Ohio State. Yeah, that could be a good one. You but, know, uh, um, just yeah, state battle. So, that's going to do it for today's episode. Let me know what you thought of the predictions. I'm thinking I might do ACC next. 
And then you'll probably want your input as a Minnesota fan on Big, Big Ten. Ten. He yeah. loves the Big, Big Ten. Um, but also, I'm going to try to be messaging some NFL players and former. I, st- I tried messaging a lot of them on Twitter. I'm not current ones, but, you know, ones that should be responding. But none of them did. So I'm going to try it on Instagram and see if I can get any. But I'm trying to get on uh, also other guests. But it's been nice to get a few uh, guests alongside me. But uh, definitely, and maybe we can talk a little bit about, uh, currently we are working out what will happen for Grocery Games, which if, if you're a long-time viewer, uh, that's one that's of our real. favorite things that happen. So if, if all things go as planned, we will have something for you guys. In so, the summer, yes. In the summer. So, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed Thank this one. For watching. And that is episode four of the Red Energy Podcast. Podcast. <laughs>